One of my favorite ways to unwind is by playing a game on my phone while I relax on the couch. And June's Journey is my new favorite as it combines several of my favorite things, finding hidden items, decor and design, and solving a murder. In June's Journey, you dive into June's captivating quest to uncover a scandalous hidden family secret while discovering the truth behind the unexplained death of her sister. As you uncover clues, you also get to build your own island estate with expansive gardens and beautiful buildings. You get to collect scraps of information to fill your photo album and learn more about each character. You get to chat and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. You'll even get the chance to play in a detective league to put your skills to the test. So can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. This episode contains adult themes and is not appropriate for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. And it's Courtney's night. Yeah, it sure is, you guys. And I had one of those things. If you're new to the podcast, uh, I like to find a case and find out if there's enough information by just finding a video or an article. And if it's long, I'm like, great, there's enough. There's enough info here. And then you know, you kind of poke around and you find other articles and can supplement. Good, good to go. But I like to sort of find out about the case as I'm writing it. It just it's really fun. It makes mm-hmm. it way more interesting. So this one I found a 37 minute video by Nancy Grace. So I was super excited. <laughs> I was like, okay, here we go. Nancy Grace talking about something. This is best case scenario. No, it was her talking for nine minutes and then having a conversation while a girl did her makeup for another like 25 oh, minutes. No. So <laughs> this is a twofer. I brought that up to say this is a twofer. Um, and I found another case that was very similar. And then they ended up being weirdly very similar cases mm. accidentally. So anyway, that being said, these are the murders of Jodine Saren and Sierra Buzigard. Tell me everything. We'll start with Jodine Saren. So before I get started, I want to give a quick trigger warning for rape and abuse of someone with disabilities. So in 2007, Jodine Saren was a single 39-year-old woman who lived in Carlsbad, California. She lived alone in a beautiful condo and had some learning disabilities, so relied on other people to give her rides. That's it. Jodi was a loving, creative woman who was known for the poems she would include when she wrote letters to her loved ones. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the poems would be longer and more involved, and sometimes they were just a couple of sweet lines like, quote, roses are red, violets are blue, I want you to know God is with you. <laughs> That's so sweet. Isn't it just the sweetest? Oh. Jodine was also very involved with several local charities and worked for the National Alliance of the Mentally Ill. She was very well-loved, had a very busy social life, and was close to her parents, extremely close to her parents, Art and Louis Saren. She relied on them the most to get around and to help with various tasks, so they were generally in touch with each other every day throughout the day. So on Valentine's Day of 2007, Jodine's parents had gone out for dinner and a movie, and Lois claimed she had a very strange feeling that something was wrong with Jodine and she couldn't shake it. Mm, I hate that. I That would be me. I would just know that I would know, and I wouldn't be mm-hmm. able to shake it. She convinced Art that they should check up on her, so they dropped by her condo for a visit, but Jodine didn't come to the door when they knocked. They tried calling her phone, but there was no answer there either, so her parents became worried as she always answered when they called or stopped by and so they used their spare key they had to enter her condo they were able to open the door but the security chain was latched and the lights were on inside so that made them even more worried because the door had to have been locked from the inside that's so creepy i know so jody's father broke down the door to the condo like an absolute badass yeah i don't blame him for a second get right? that door down yes she's like dad i was just going to the restroom <laughs> but you know what better safe than sorry get seriously it, I don't know why I said sorry 
Get it down. Knock it down. Get Doors are fixable. Totally. Yes. Bad feelings. Call. Break the door down. Call the HOA. That's why you pay it every month. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't think that the HOA covers concerned father breakdowns, but whatever. They're going to now. Yep. So when they entered, the condo was clean and tidy like it always was, and there was no sign of a struggle or anything out of place. Her father rushed upstairs to her bedroom, and when he opened the door, he was very startled to find a man having sex with her. <gasps> and so immediately apologized and closed the door. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Worst oh, no. case scenario. He went back downstairs and explained to his wife that he'd found their daughter in a very awkward situation. And they decided to wait for them to finish downstairs. Nancy Grace said it was in the living room. And then I read an article that said it was away, like in a different part of the condominium, like near her front door, but out of the house, out of the house. So they waited for about 10 minutes. And when she and her visitor didn't emerge, they went back upstairs and found their beautiful daughter dead of bludgeoning and strangulation in her bed. Oh, my God. Yes. They would later learn that at the time her parents entered her condo, she had been dead for at least 10 hours. Oh, I'm going to puke. Like, yes. I seriously feel sick to my stomach. That is the worst thing I have ever heard. And we say that all the time, but I mean it this time. As a parent, Sadie, can you imagine no. a worse or mazo- more bizarre experience? Like, mm-mm. Uh, no, that is horrendous. That's fucking yeah. terrible. Yeah. So the man who had been having sex with Jodine was gone at that point, Ugh. and there were absolutely no signs of forced entry, which is so strange. And I don't know how he got out of the apartment, which is also so strange. So Jodine was very particular about having people take their shoes off before entering her home, and investigators found a pair of men's shoes just inside her door, so whoever had killed her had either been asked to take them off or knew her well enough to know she would want them to take them off. The only sign of any forced entry was the door that Art Saren had broken, but otherwise there were no broken windows or anything that would give them a clue as to how the killer had entered and gotten out of the home. And it's a condo, is it? Mm-hmm. Do you know, like, if it's a two-story or... I don't. It's all one story? Yeah, I don't... I think at the most it would have been a two-story because they did theorize that he could have gone out the window. I don't... I mean, it's pretty clear that he didn't go in the window. It seems like he came in through the front door, but... Okay. He yeah. either sneaked out of the front door when the parents were, you know, in the other area, but if they had stayed in the living room, maybe he had sneaked out the front door, but my, my guess is he went out through the window yeah there was nothing missing so no sign of a robbery and it seemed the man had come to the home with the intention of killing and assaulting jodine i mean the only only small mercy in this is that she wasn't alive when the dad entered the room oh and then god he killed right her, right yes that's yeah. like that's the only thing i can think about right yeah, now yeah he but... could have helped her and he didn't yeah know. yes no, she was she was uh very long gone, gone. oh point, unfortunately yep there was a lot of DNA left behind at the scene and on Jodine's body, so authorities immediately ran it through CODIS but got no hits. Mm. One of Jodine's neighbors reported seeing a man running down an embankment near their condo complex, but it was dark and he was moving too quickly for her to see his face. Jodine's father was also unable to make out much about the man because it was dark in the room and he was so embarrassed to have walked in on what he thought was a consensual act. He did say that he seemed the man seemed vaguely familiar, but couldn't give enough specifics to be helpful to the investigation. I mean, how could you in that situation? Yeah. You're just like shocked and embarrassed and need to oh, flee. Yeah. yeah. No. Oh yeah. No. You're not I taken would... in the details. Absolutely not. No. no. I mean, good lord. I walk in on someone on the toilet and I Yes, panic. Stab my own eyes out, let <laughs> yes. alone No. No. I'm assuming detectives followed up by questioning all of Jodine's friends and family, but with no DNA matches, no motive, and no other leads to go on, the case went cold for 10 years. God, in his clutches. I mean, it's like, he could have, you know, God, that poor dad. I know. I hate it. Then to assume that maybe he knew her, you know, because it seemed like they had some sort of 
familiarity mm-hmm. based on the fact that he'd left his shoes politely by the door, then you're also wondering, like, is this guy keeping an eye on us? You know, is he mm-hmm. like, ugh, ugh. Yeah. is it somebody that we know? I mean, I just, I, I cannot imagine the thought process and like the mental torture of not finding your child's killer. No. So a decade after Jodine was killed and assaulted on Valentine's Day, investigators who had worked on her case teamed up with Parabon Labs, who had developed a new DNA technology called phenotyping Mm -hmm. that allowed them to pull a physical profile from DNA samples, including skin color, eye color, hair color, gender, ancestry, and general age. It's so cool. It's so cool. Using phenotyping, they were able to determine that the person who had killed Jodine was a fair-skinned white male with blue or light-colored eyes. This was a big step forward in the case, and while they were able to rule out one potential suspect with phenotyping, it still wasn't enough information to move forward with investigating any specific suspects, so the case stalled once Mm. again. So then fast forward some amount of time, And guess what hot new breakthrough came down the genius pike, I called it. (laughs) (laughs) I am not personally driving on the genius pike, but I am a groupie (laughs) of those who are on the genius pike. I was the engineer of the genius pike. (laughs) Sadie was. She drafted the blueprints for the genius pike. Mm Mm-hmm. So familial DNA, which is my personal favorite of the DNA breakthroughs of the last mm-hmm. couple of decades. I think everyone's so, personal favorite. I just am so gung-ho. I'm such a groupie of mm-hmm. familial DNA. Mm-hmm. Genius. So they used familial DNA to see if they could come up with any matches to Jodine's killer. And wouldn't you know it, the name David Mabrito popped up. Mabrito? Mabrito. <laughs> Which tonight I'm going to have a Mabrito. Yes. Laura's picking Mm -hmm. up Mabrito later on tonight. (laughs) I love a burrito. I do not like this guy one bit. No, no. Dave Mabrito was described as a sort of transient man with a methamphetamine addiction, which made it so he couldn't keep a steady job. (laughs) Mabrito. You might just have to call him Dave. I know, seriously. <laughs> I'll try. That sounds to. way too like comfortable. Comfortable, right? Guy. I understand. Yeah, okay. But yes, Mabrito. So this dipshit was married with a son and also had relatives in the area where Jodine lived. So he was known to stay with various relatives near her. Get this, Mabrito had actually had his photo and DNA taken in relation to a suspected robbery. But because he hadn't been the one who'd committed the crime, he hadn't been entered into CODIS. Mm. And if he had, Jodine's murder would have been solved immediately rather than her family having to agonize over her who killed their daughter for 10 years. Which I don't know. I don't think you should have your shit entered into CODIS if you didn't commit a crime. So I'm cool with that. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I I wish in his case that it had been so that they could have cleared this up because he's obviously a bad guy. But I also understand, like, you can't just go around suspecting people of things, taking their DNA and entering it into the database. Yeah, I you know? no, I agree. I do agree. Yeah, I don't just because you were a suspect doesn't mean yeah. you need to have that privacy breach. I agree. So police raced to pick up Mabrito. But they were devastated to find that he'd actually killed himself in 2011. No, which is why your story was only nine minutes long. Exactly right. Bummer. So they left the family without any additional answers or justice on their beautiful daughter's murder. And we don't get to know why. (sighs) It doesn't matter, but what the fuck? Yes, that sucks. So Jody's mother says that she keeps her photo up by the door she uses to enter and exit their home. And every time she comes and goes, she pauses to talk to her daughter that was taken away from her too soon. Her family released a statement that said, quote, Jodine taught us all with her special challenges, perseverance and love of nature. There was joy in her laughter, love in her heart and faith in her soul. Jodine. <laughs> I hate not knowing. I hate not knowing. 
I was so devastated because I knew this was solved. I've mm-hmm. seen this case pop up a billion times. It's like all over Reddit. And I know, I know, I understand why. There's like a lot of really interesting aspects to this case. But what happened? I'm assuming that she met him somewhere and her soft heart, you know, befriended him. Whether it was through one of her mm-hmm. charities is my guess. Maybe they met through a charity organization or who knows. But I'm assuming. Well, it seems like she she had an open heart enough mm-hmm. that she might have just been easily swayed to let somebody in. Totally. Yeah. But the fact that she like let him in the home and it seemed, you know, he was going to stick around. He took his shoes off. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so maybe she was helping him with something. I don't know, but (sighs) there's not a lot of information about him. Yeah. So I got to that point. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. And then dug around and dug around. There's nothing about, I found his obituary, you know, it's just the same sort of information over and over again. So I was like, I wonder how many other crimes have been solved with phenotyping because that's not one that I hear about a ton as much Mm -hmm. as familial DNA because that's, you know, Golden State Killer. It's such a hot form of DNA. Mm -hmm. And I think it's like a much more conclusive and it gets you there a lot faster, you know, if it's available. So um, I dug around and I found this other case, which is the case of the murder of Sierra Beauregard. So the second case takes place in Lake Charles, Louisiana, which is a supportive blue-collar community on the Gulf of Mexico where, quote, people work hard and live easy, which is just about the most Louisiana thing I have ever heard. (laughs) Also my new motto. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Or work live easy and not work very hard at all. <laughs> live easy and work easy yes <laughs> yeah i want to work easy i actually mm-hmm. do because i work i like working i'm interested curious person i like building things but i would like to work easy instead of working hard totally right mm-hmm. so the town is made up of about a hundred thousand people many of whom work in the petrochemical industry and nearby casinos In the fall of 2009, just after dawn, a young woman's body was found off of a secluded road on the outskirts of town. She had been brutally murdered to the point of overkill, and police suspected whoever had killed the young woman had been especially angry based on the violence taken out on her body. Mm. She had been beaten so badly, she was completely unrecognizable, save for the clothes on her body, which were all twisted up and her underwear were found nearby. Mm. It also appeared that she had run out of her flip-flops because they were in two different places leading up to her body. It's chilling. Seriously, I don't like that detail. Police did a thorough search of the area and came up with no witnesses, no murder weapon, and there was no identification for the victim. They did, however, find a candy wrapper and some blood-stained rocks nearby. The autopsy confirmed that she had died from blunt force trauma to the head and that the crime had likely been sexually motivated. Detectives theorized that she had been picked up while walking on the side of the road and the driver of the car had tried to coerce her into having sex, but she refused and was murdered as a result. There was no sign of sexual assault. There was actually no sign of sexual assault Mm -hmm. aside from her clothes being partially removed which police believed was because she fought her killer so hard during the attack. Fuck yeah. Yeah, dude, that's good. Yes. Good job. Yep. He did not get what he came for. Fuck him. Mm-hmm. Luckily, she fought so hard she gathered some of her killer's DNA under her fingernails. Good Always job. Always scratch, claw, scratch, bite, bite kick. All of it. Mm-hmm. Get it under there. Good girl. Detectives immediately set out to identify the victim, and luckily she had a tattoo on her hand, which they ran through their criminal database and got a hit. They identified the victim as 19-year-old Sierra Buzagard. Sierra had a rough childhood, and her mother Dana, which I saw an interview of her mother Dana, and it is one of the most tragic things I've ever seen. This woman seems like she is just, I really had a hard time. It's so sad. She admits that she wasn't the best mother to Sierra and wasn't there when she needed her. She said that when she found out about Sierra's death, her first thought was that it should have been her instead. Oh. I know. 
Sierra had developed a drug addiction and had been using sex work to help afford her drugs and lived a bit of a vagabond lifestyle. Luckily, the female detective on the case grew up with a lot of women like Sierra and took her murder very personally as a result. Good. I know. She was like, I grew up around all kinds of women like this. I've seen it a million times. It just reminded me of everyone I grew up with and loved, and I was just not going to let her fall to the wayside, which, mm-hmm. good for you. She was determined to find the person who had so brutally murdered the young woman and set out to do just that. Sierra had been released from jail just three days before her murder, which was helpful to authorities because it narrowed the investigation to just 72 hours of her movements and whereabouts. Okay, I just, you know, some people get the hard life, man. And get out of, it, yeah. yeah, get out of jail and then murdered in three days. Like, that's fucking awful. Yep. I'm so glad that Detective took her seriously because it's just, you know, these women, her mother... It's so clear that they have just been chewed up and spit out by society, Mm -hmm. you know, just like Mm -hmm. absolutely so not taken care of by anyone at any point in time. Yep. So they also got lucky with the DNA evidence. And that's not necessarily true. People probably love them and took care of them, but not generally speaking. Mm -hmm. I mean, individually, sure, I'm sure. But generally speaking, they just did not, they did not have it easy. So they also got lucky with the DNA evidence as the DNA they found under Sierra's fingernails also matched the DNA on the candy wrapper and the quality of the DNA on the wrapper was excellent. Ooh, good. Mm -hmm. She was like, it was a full profile. We were pumped. (laughs) Yes. Police were very confident that they would find a match to their killer in CODIS based on the heinous nature of the crime and the likelihood that he'd offended before. Mm-hmm. but were shocked and disappointed when they didn't get a hit. Damn it. They were like, there's no way you do this to a woman and you. this is like the first time you've ever gotten arrested for any kind of violence. Right. That's just impossible. So when investigators looked at Sierra's whereabouts for the 72 hours leading up to her murder, they learned that she'd attended a party the night before she was discovered with around a dozen, quote, Hispanic men. Mm-hmm. They looked into the men and learned that they were all workers on a local construction site who lived together in one house while they were working in the area. The workers were undocumented, so police didn't have any real way to confirm they were who they said they were, but all of the men agreed to submit their DNA to the investigation, and none of them were a match. Detectives also learned that one of the men in the group had fled the country right after Sierra was murdered, which threw up some serious red flags for them. Police worked with the FBI and U.S. Marshals to try to track down the men for DNA testing and questioning, but didn't know where to start to try to confirm his identity and address in Mexico, so were never able to track him down. Yeah, that would be like a total... Needle in a haystack? Right, yeah. yeah, yeah. No. I mean, it could damn not near happen. Impossible. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we don't know his name and we don't know his address, but he's a guy... <laughs> Who's that? He's here. Yeah, we think he's in Mexico. Right. Yeah. Despite having such strong DNA to work from, their leads eventually dried up, and the case stalled for six years. Mm. Detectives never gave up, however, and followed up on every tip or potential lead that came up during the long stretch without a break in the case. That's amazing. I know this woman. I mean, she was just after it. Then in 2015, DNA analyst Monica Qual saw a webinar that was held by Parabon Nanolab outlining a cutting-edge DNA analysis that they were launching called phenotyping. Detectives were skeptical of the new technology, but they agreed to try it if it would breathe new life into Sierra's case. The detectives partnered with Parabon Labs to create a snapshot of Sierra's killer using the DNA found on the crime scene and an insane amount of computer power that I sort of understand, but will never fully understand. <laughs> no. They were, I was like, maybe I'll try to explain. I was like, no, I can't. They're like, and we take a 3D image of the person, and then we mm-hmm. do this nine times, and then algorithm. I'm like, that's all I need to know. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, just, no. It's remarkable. It is remarkable mm-hmm. technology. So if you'll remember, the detective's top suspect was this Mexican construction worker who'd fled after her murder. 
So imagine their surprise when the snapshot that was generated from the DNA was a Caucasian male mm. with very pale skin and blue or green eyes. Mm-hmm. Once the image was generated, police knew they'd been looking in the wrong place for all of the years since Sierra had been murdered and so started the case completely from scratch. Man. And began their search for a blue-eyed white boy. <laughs> Can you imagine? No. Ugh. So the computer-generated image of the suspect was released to the media to see if it would help generate any leads. Luckily, it worked, and they received several tips, one of which was from a woman who said she'd gotten a call from her ex-husband right after the image had been posted on the news. Uh, cool it, jackass. <laughs> Get this. God. He called her and said, quote, remember that I was with you that night. No, uh, he didn't. And when she asked what the fuck he was referring to, he -mm. clarified that he was referring to the night Sierra was killed. No, he did not do that. Why are people not very (laughs) smart a lot of the time? I mean, it's so effective. You just have to think about the fact that it's been six years. He is fully thinking he's in the clear. Nobody cares about this girl. He's moving on with his life. No problem. And then mm. you're on the news. Just boom, out of nowhere. There's your face on the fucking news. He is and shitting you just himself. Panic and call your ex-wife. And you're like, remember I was there. Remember? And she's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> The night that girl was killed, remember I was there? Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, good. I'm glad you casually brought this up out of nowhere six years later for no reason. I'm not, this is not remotely Definitely suspicious. not going to call police right away, right now. Jackass is right. That's a perfect term for him. She said that she thought back and they had been together for most of the night, except for when he left to get cigarettes. She said he should have only been gone for about 10 minutes, but hadn't come home for several hours. What a jackass whoops a daisy yeah like how about you just go get some fucking cigarettes yeah you don't need to be murdering women you don't need to be Mm -mm. spotting women and murdering them Mm -mm. it's just just get your cigs and get the fuck home depth Mm -mm. depth chat (laughs) (laughs) oh my god so the man's name was blake russell and he was a 31 year old man who had committed several petty crimes in the past His ex-wife said that she suspected Russell could have killed Sierra because, quote, each time they would have sex, it was like rape. Oh. I hate it. That's... (sighs) I just want to do a PSA to the world and Mm -hmm. say, yeah, that's not good. Mm -mm. Every time, that's Mm -mm. not good. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Women, don't. Mm-mm. And that's what you're into, fine. But if not, get, go. And to make matters worse for Russell, he looked a hell of a lot like the man in the Parabon Labs snapshot. The only issue with that, however, was that the technology was so new at the time, it wasn't yet enough evidence to get a search warrant. Mm-hmm. So detectives kept their suspicions under wraps, knowing that they would need to secure his DNA before he got spooked and tried to run. Mm-hmm. They sent an undercover detective to a local bar to have a beer with Russell, and the detective came up with a crazy story that he was making a beer bottle Christmas tree for his grandmother. <laughs> what? And wondered if Russell would donate his empty beer bottle to the cause, which he did. Oh, God, that's actually brilliant. I think it's so smart. I was like... So smart. You're not just like creeping around waiting for him to set it down and being so obvious. You're just blatantly like, hey. you know what, man? My grandma loves Schlitz. I'm making her a Christmas tree out of Schlitz bottles this year. Can I have it? That's like, so, so. And of course, he's going to be like, yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. Like, Granny sounds hilarious. You're amazing. That's amazing. so funny. Yes. A plus to this detective. Seriously. A plus, plus. Remember plus. that, everyone. Remember that technique. What do you need yes. to gather some DNA? So the detective brought the beer bottle straight outside to Monica Qual, who tested it, and the DNA was a perfect match (sighs) for the DNA found at Sierra Buzigard's crime scene. With chills and chills and chills. Double booyah. Yep. Gosh. Russell lived down the street from the house the construction workers had been living in, 
saw Sierra walking from the party to her friend's house and offered her a ride. Mm. They theorized that Russell then attempted to coerce Sierra into sex, which she either declined or asked to be paid for. And either way, Russell lost his mind and attacked her. They believe he used his tire iron from his car to beat her to death once he'd caught and overpowered her as she tried to flee. Get this. Mm-mm. In July of 2017, Blake Russell was charged with second-degree murder, and while waiting for his trial, that motherfucker also killed himself. Of course he did. By hanging himself in prison. Of course he did. Which is why this case is also so freaking short. But thank you to the Genius Pike. Thank you for Sadie for engineering the Genius Pike. <laughs> thank you for all of you who are traveling at light speed down the Genius Pike and coming up with these brilliant breakthrough technologies that give faces to these awful people who are doing awful things to beautiful women and men yeah. and non-binary individuals. And I'm so sorry that these families had to endure so many years of not knowing, but I'm so heartened to think that that's not the case anymore 100 percent. that you can put dna into codas and you know what here's his photo here's his family his all of his family here's everything about him mm-hmm. and her and everyone and anyone else you would ever need to to know about which is simultaneously terrifying and so thrilling and encouraging yeah so there you go you guys man good one court thanks so many chills so many twists and turns mm-hmm. and my emotions and then dead stop right at the end <laughs> god i mean at least i knew it with the second one but the first one i was like oh yeah this is coming together really well and that's a page and a half the end yeah <laughs> i don't think i can add so many details to stretch this into 30 minutes <laughs> no just, no but i was very those two cases were so similar in the end that was it was so thank you all for your patience while we were in a bad mood last week we're in much significantly better moods this week yeah i think we were allowed to be in bad moods no we are here for the people they own us we <laughs> we give them the the stuff <laughs> my brain's not back so i can't promise no. any kind of good shouty outies this week i'm gonna give you the stuff but um <laughs> with a smile this time that's right. Of last week where I was just, I had nothing to give. I have a lot more to give this week. Um, I did want to say quickly to you absolute fucking angels donating to Daisy DeLao's mm. GoFundMe and just being so supportive and so loving and just so on the same page. It's just such a testament to the kind of people that you all are. And Daisy's mom did reach out to us and sent us a message and just said, thank you for the amazing love and support. And you guys just, (laughs) I can't imagine to like lose your child and then have all these people from all around the world fall in love with her and then like Mm -hmm. send you money and support. And she lives on, even though she was taken too soon through, you know, just our little hearts and minds. It's, that's a very meaningful thing that you all did. So thank you for being who you are and being so supportive of them when they needed it so desperately. Because I also yeah. didn't know when I was recording that episode that trial was last week. Like it was happening right now. Right so then, yeah. He was found guilty of first degree murder. He still has to get sentenced, but I don't think he's ever going to see the light of day. So nope. Yeah, I think it's good to for those of us that like true crime and are mm-hmm. interested by it to remember that um, it is it's real it's true it's real people mm-hmm. and to be able to have a positive impact right away for victims of terrible crimes um, you know just good job good job yeah. everybody yeah it's really meaningful it really meant a lot for you all mm-hmm. to do that I mean for me and I know obviously through her to her mother because she reached out and said so. Um, you want to learn about some names? <laughs> I I missed it. I feel like it's know, been a while. I'm so week. sorry, guys. But you really came through in that amount of time. So, it's name time. There is a woman named Seaborn Cromwell. <laughs> I like that. 
<laughs> I know. A Puritan woman who was going to be whipped, but midwives came to her aid and said she was pregnant, so she wasn't whipped. <laughs> <laughs> Don Bambino Gino Ty. <laughs> I wish, like, Don Bambino Gino Ty. What's your name? Don Bambino, Bambino Gino Ty. Where, uh, who is your father? Dr. Seuss was my father. <laughs> Seriously, it's so charming. It's so lyrical. Don Bambimo Gino Tai. Wow. Um, okay, so this one comes a little bit of a story. There was a very Christian girl named Jess, who's friends with our, one of our listeners. She was a fast-talking, she was fast-talking sweet and would always go to youth group, would never swear and always reprimanded everyone else when she did, when they did. So you could imagine our delight when she told us she had on a, had a crush on a boy in their youth group named Steve Bomfock. Which <laughs> <laughs> reminded me of Clint, who I've referred to several times on this podcast, our mutual like best friend to the point that he's our brother. When I met him, he was a very, we were 19, and he was just the sweetest, most genteel Southern boy and never talked about sex, never swore. I mean, same sort of scenario. <laughs> he came in, we were working in an elementary school in AmeriCorps, and he came in, looked like he was going to pass out, and held up a note <laughs> from one of his students that said, oh, he had two, in two different occasions, and they both happened to him. One said, I love you, Miss Shit. <laughs> and another one was, like, you know, you're my best friend, Mr. Clit. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like why does this keep happening to me <laughs> now he swears he swears as an adult <laughs> fully grown adult um doug daigle i forget where i saw doug daigle i think i was on a true crime show and they kept saying and then doug daigle and i was like what so it was with doug daigle doug daigle um craig surprise is a town assessor in new york yeah how about this name oh boy americus liberty bell hogston <laughs> somebody loves this country and wow. they are not afraid to show it I americus liberty bell hogston wow liberty bell like Ameri- of all of americus the- americus americus well, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, i get that yeah that, but of all of the like patriotic landmarks mm-hmm. to pick from you go with liberty mm-hmm. bell <laughs> there must be from philly is it in philly philly right? not pittsburgh so. philly yeah it's philly. philly yeah yeah they're both starts with a p so it throws me off every time i, I understand mm-hmm. um yeah i have a friend named freedom which i feel like i've mentioned before but yeah freedom's like cute okay great but yeah liberty bell's America's. commitment america's wow. liberty bell there's a speed skater KC Booty Yeah. <laughs> it's B O U T I E T T E, but they said pronounced Booty Yeah. <laughs> yeah. KC Booty Yeah. Erica Dankwart. Yes. Fuck. <laughs> oh my God. God. Dankwart. Yes. God, that's such a good name. <laughs> Almost as good as Reno McQuarter. <laughs> <laughs> where are all these people I don't, they need to we need to have a party we need to have a part people party names we do need party. to have a people party where everyone just walks around <laughs> what's your name get this reno mccorder well what's your name um don bambino gino ty <laughs> i would never i could like to take out the small talk and just do that and mingle god sounds like perfect party Seriously. Oh, the ger- most German thing I've ever read. Heinz Heckeroth. I think Brian said that <laughs> to me. It's so German. It's so German. Oh my God. Get ready for this name. I LOL'd so hard. Charles Quarles. <laughs> <laughs> Spelled Q-U-A-R-L-E-S. Charles, Charles Quarles. <laughs> um... Uh, there's a local woman in my town. She's also a friend. She's an activist. She's running for Senate, and her name is Deb Chubb. And I can't believe I haven't thought of Deb Chubb before. Deb Chubb. <laughs> mm-hmm. My friends and I voted for her in the primaries, and 
or referring to ourselves as the Chub Club. And <laughs> Chub is spelled C-H-U-B-B, so it's the C-H-U-B-B-C-L-U-B-B. Yes. Get in, get on the Chub Club, everybody. <laughs> Jeb, Deb Chub for Senate. Um, Dick Brutus. Rex Blackledge. <laughs> Whoa, what? Are you of the House Targaryen? I mean, yes, come right. on. How about, oh God, Test Tester the Second. <laughs> How did that one sneak by me without my attention? Test, 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 tester the second, the second. <laughs> did you just surprise your own self with that one? Yes. <laughs> you guys, I'm distracted a lot these days. I'm very busy, so they come through, and I'm like, ha ha ha. Charles paste. Quarles like knocked me off my damn rocker, but some test, test, test the second. I was like, copy paste into the notes tab. <laughs> wow, wow. Uh, Ryan sent me these great grandchildren: Keegan, Ian Jr., Avery, Kiana, Kesley, Sela, Lion, Ames, Arlo, and Davy Joe. <laughs> That's adorable. That's adorable. Everybody should be named Davy Joe. Doing all over the place with those. Um, Aaron Dreadful Water, also of the House Targaryen. Yes, there. Well, that's like a, a warring. House. Yes. Yeah. The, the black ledges and the dreadful waters. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's it. Wow, that was a good one. Thanks, guys. Thanks, yeah, guys. Man. Thanks, Test Tester the Second, Charles Quarles. <laughs> and I have to go back to it every time. Don Bambino Gino tie. Dan Don Bambino Gino tie. So incredible. He should. You know what he should do? Start a Thai restaurant. If he hasn't already. His last name is spelled T-A-I, but, I mean, it's Close just like enough. the job you were born to do. You guys want to go to Don Bambino Gino Tai for dinner tonight? Uh, yes. Who doesn't mm-hmm. want to do that? Idiots. Yeah. <laughs> you ready for some morning? Just imagining some somebody listening to this podcast being like, I don't want that for dinner. And then I say idiots and they get their feelings hurt a little bit. <laughs> It's probably happened. You're not an idiot. You can have you. You can have your own opinions and tastes. Not everyone needs to want to go to Don Bambino Gino time. <laughs> uh, I mean, Thai are... food is probably my number one favorite food. Oh hell yeah! Well, ramen mm. is mine, followed closely mm. by Thai, and also sec- like tied with tacos. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But Ryan doesn't love Thai food as much as I do, and it's pretty much like divorce time so i think i've mentioned that laura doesn't like indian food and that is a major personality flaw in a person as far as i'm concerned <laughs> yeah that would it's be like a big problem we very closely line aesthetically you know like we like to do the same things but then the indian food thing fully fucking threw me for a loop mm-hmm. i was not prepared to fall in love with someone who didn't like the most delicious food yeah you know it's like in a category of its own it really is it's the cardamom. She doesn't like the smell of it, which I get. It's like too much fl- fragrances, you know? Mm, Just delicious, nope. delicious I was say, fragrances. No, yeah, so, no. She's, oh, it's no. so good. You have to say that because you love her and she's your wife, but no. Cardamom No, there's something seriously wrong with her. It's like always got the divorce papers drafted up, just ready to go. <laughs> just waiting. Just remember it too strongly. Be like, you know what? <laughs> Everything about you is perfect, but... I've just never been able to get over this hurdle about the Indian food. What is wrong with you? Uh, I don't know what's wrong with these people. The ones who give us their money to listen to our show, you guys. Yeah, you also could join us if you haven't already. I feel Mm -hmm. like it's the NPR uh, pledge drive. Telephone or whatever. Yeah, pledge drive. Which always, you know, makes everybody so mad. Mm-hmm. Just donate now. Hey, guys, pick up the phone. Your pledge will get you. Five birds will live to another day. <laughs> I don't know what they were pledging for. Otherwise, they're just like killing the bird. <laughs> you pledge, we'll let these five go. <laughs> I mean, maybe they were just pledging for, you know, public television to continue to stay on the air. But in my memory, 
So they're stabbing <laughs> birds until someone gave them 20 bucks and they'd stop. <laughs> uh, your, your timeline was real dark. <laughs> Seriously. Well, and speaking of which, you guys, if you want us to stop stabbing birds, you better join our Patreon. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Oh, or oh, if oh. you would like to lock in $3, you lock in your pledge. Which is true. If you want to lock in in a smaller amount before we raise the amount, because we're pushing a mm-hmm. hundred over here, mm-hmm. so much content over there, you guys. And when we get to a hundred, popping that dollar bills, what? Popping that dollar amount <laughs> right on up. So, yep. Get in there now if you want to get in while Quick. the game's good. Quick, I know. I think we have ninety-six episodes or something Holy crazy over there. Smokers, so many. That's yes. so weird. Anyway, flat circle. I'm having an existential crisis. I need to pull myself out of it to do <laughs> okay. the shouty outies because these people have been waiting so patiently. I know. Thank you so much to Sherry L. Sherry Lions. Share. Sherry Lions. Share <laughs> of the love and the peace and the hopefulness and the beauty and the kindness and all of the rest sherry lion share <laughs> thank you so much to mandy g mandy g what are you what are you doing why did you get so beautiful why g mandy why what are you doing that over there mandy <laughs> she says i'm constructing the answer <laughs> the answer to what mandy g tell me about it i say and she says i've been carrying this around for a long time but i'm um, ready to share it with the world so come closer i've got it here it is and you know what Go open the box glow comes out like <laughs> pulp fiction yes it's not you can't you can't see it you can't conceive of it with your human eyes and mind, because that is the power of Mandy G. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. God. Get I just want to whisper now. I just want to whisper now. Get over here. Look at it. <laughs> oh. or, or we'll kill the birds. We'll kill the birds. <laughs> God. <laughs> you couldn't have two more, like, animal-loving individuals if you tried. Uh. Thank you so much. <clears throat> Excuse me. Thank you so much to Madison H. Madison manages to keep it on the keeping on, keep it on the down low, going to the town now. What's she gonna find there? Madison manages to find what she's been looking for and then share it with the rest of us. And what does Madison find? She finds Mandy's box full of glowing images that the human (laughs) mind can't conceive of. And she says, oh, that's interesting because look what I have. And she opens up a second box of glowing (laughs) images that the human mind and soul can conceive of. And they say, ha ha ha, what a coincidence. We are both ethereal beings that the world can never conceive of our power. It's nice to meet you. Have a nice day. We should send me your Instagram handle. I was going to add that Madison is from North Dakota, and I don't know if we've had. I don't think so. I mean, tell us. I'm sure that somebody's like, uh, I am, and I'm, we're like, oh, I'm so sorry, but. I don't know that we have many North Dakotans listening in our yeah. Patreon. Beautiful. So, beautiful country you. up there in North Dakota. Be absolutely I beautiful. I also love, love the rocks. idea of like, adult friends. It's so hard to make friends <laughs> with adults. Yes. And then to like make friends with another ethereal being mm-hmm. and imagining them. Pulling like, out your glow box. Shit, yes. <sighs> Especially Aquarians. Are any, is anyone else out there like friends with Aquarians as an adult? Forget about it. You'll never know if they're your friend. <laughs> I'm a Leo. This is my sister sign. So I'm surrounded mm-hmm. by these motherfuckers. Brilliant, creative, interesting. I th- I mean, we spend a lot of time together. I'm still not. Our father is an Aquarius. Mm-hmm. I know he is there, but mm-hmm. I really can't get a good read on the guy. <laughs> like, I'm positive he loves me, but does he? You know what I mean? Anyway, no, I do. Yes. It's hard to be an adult trying to make friends <laughs> with Aquarius <laughs> or in general. 
Uh, thank you so much to Christopher B. <laughs> Christopher Buddy is what he says when he kicks down the door and he walks in the room and he's looking for more. More of what, you ask? Well, more of what he already has, which is grace and talent and kindness and uh, lovely eyelashes. <laughs> You know he's got the prettiest eyelashes. 100%. <laughs> the most beautiful. Yes. Thank you so much to Sophie S. Oh, the name's Sophie. Oh, such a beautiful name. Mm-hmm. So, Sophie's on the track. Sophie's always on the track. Sophie's everywhere you want to find her. Get back, Jack, because Sophie's on the attack. Sophie's coming for your... Jack. I said Jack. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Sophie's coming for your... Lack of compassion. And she's gonna (laughs) smash it into bastard pieces. Sophie. Fucking smashing lacks of compassion into bastard pieces. <laughs> Sounds about right. Everything I know about I'm Sophie that fully tracks for her. 100%. I want to smash lacks of compassion into bastard pieces. I'm so jealous of Sophie right now. <laughs> need to write that one down. <laughs> um, Sophie S. I'm just here to smash lacks of compassion into bastard pieces. <laughs> Uh, just, I just got to get a little loud. Don't mind me. <laughs> oh. It's a pillowcase over. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think we could just end right there. I think that's perfect. <laughs> I think that's a perfect place to end. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you endlessly. Ugh, I cannot say it enough. Thank you all, every last one of you. And we said this before. If you want to be a Patreon supporter and you genuinely cannot afford it, just reach out. We'll hook you up. I yep. this is a this is a place where people should get what they want, <laughs> despite mm-hmm. capitalism. Period. End of yep. story. If one hundred percent, you can support us, please do because we are trying desperately to remain ad free. I don't know how much longer we're going to be able to do it because it's a lot of work, mm-hmm. and I we will really be... want to keep it going. Yes, Zadie's going to have to get a job. Because she's mm-hmm. so lazy. All the no. But she, yeah, Sadie needs to get a job. She's raising her little tiny baby children, but they are big boy children now. Mm-hmm. And going to school. Yep. So she's going to have to go back to work. But this would be the preferred method of work. So if you can keep us, keep keep daddy's babas filled. I don't know what his <laughs> saying is. Get yes. a new pair of shoes for Sadie. Dad. <laughs> I'm so glad about doing more shouty outies. Yeah. Uh, no, but if you can help us out, that's fucking fantastic. I know. Manscape is that the company? They keep emailing us. Mm-hmm. They really, really. I mean, I think they go to every single podcast that's ever made yep. a podcast. Uh, they really want us to be a sponsor. And I think don't that say would their be really name funny. anymore. <laughs> I know they would be if we have to go to if we have to start running ads will hopefully all be things like manscape and hopefully they'll let me do it shouty outy style so it'll just be fucking nonsensical crazy nonsense be like thank you so much uh, our stuff has dropped significantly since we started advertising uh, with you in fact we're closed so you closed us oh my god okay well if you want to spend more time with us see our faces go to instagram facebook twitter youtube or tiktok at they will kill you can go to our website they will kill.com you can go to your inbox and your gmail pull up a new message and type in mm-hmm. they will kill podcast at gmail.com and send us a little message do it mm-hmm. we love it mm-hmm. rate review subscribe please yes, we also we love, love that, that. So much, you guys. I'm a Leo. I work for compliments. That mm-hmm. adrenaline rush of getting a nice review. Ugh, nothing like it. Thank you for really? everyone who's done it. Uh, thank you also to AJ Bergans for your music, thank man. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And remember. Mm. You know, I kind of have one. 
Yeah, lay it on the people. Something, uh, thanks to TikTok that makes you think about things. Mm-hmm. Been thinking a lot. There was a, a little video about a woman, a plus size woman, sitting by a really tall man in a in a airplane. Yeah. And they had a conversation about their experiences flying, mm-hmm. and how he was in a very tall body and she was in a bigger body, and that it, she it dawned on her that he the difference. They both experienced similar things, but the main difference was that he didn't have any shame, mm-hmm. and that how it she dawned on her that she shouldn't also like her body is big his is tall nobody should have to carry shame around yeah there was something like i've always um you know like appreciated my body and but there is always a pressure as a bigger woman to be smaller Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and it dawned on me that i that this is just my body yeah period right and it, it was like this different way of really understanding body positivity like not just saying the words or um like making myself think the thoughts but really feeling it like this is my body does that make sense so like this is it and this is who i am Mm -hmm. and just like tall people are tall i am just in a bigger body Mm -hmm. and there isn't anything to be ashamed of for that so it's so weird that yes yeah 100 percent, 100 i hope i'm making sense but like you know just really going for it embracing it yep um and that's true for any any sort of thing that you're feeling or like Mm -hmm. you're not really sure of if you're good enough um you are you well, are. Like, your body is strong and beautiful and period. That is it. You embrace it. Yep. Yeah. Well, and also thinking about like neurodiversity and figuring out that I'm technically neurodivergent and Sadie mm-hmm. is starting to figure out that she probably is too. <laughs> Big surprise. I think honestly, if you're listening to this podcast and you love it and you're totally like locked into our humor, you're probably also neurodivergent, mm-hmm. just FYI. But yeah, it's such a bullshit thing because it's just it's just a thing that somebody decided because clearly there's like a couple of different kinds of brains, right? Like mm-hmm. you can sort of group, okay, here's, you know, probably endless numbers. But if you want to make a bigger category, it's neurodivergent, neurotypical. Neurotypical is not fucking typical. It's just the one that somebody, a Nazi, <laughs> like literal Nazi, mm-hmm. determined asperger determined that this is the most this is the this will be the dominant group Mm -hmm. this way of thinking will be the dominant group and any anybody who doesn't think like this is the non-dominant group Mm -hmm. so it's the exact same thing it's all about power it's all about dominance it's all about some people rising above other people based on completely arbitrary things that nobody has any control over whatsoever like your body type Mm -hmm. my body is very small and fucking spoiler alert, guys, small bodies remain small and big bodies remain big, mm-hmm. period. Like mm-hmm. you can change your entire lifestyle to get bigger or smaller, but it's not the way your body is supposed to be, mm-hmm. period. It's the same with your brain. Like I can twist and turn myself into fucking knots to try to fit into some sort of like societal situation that somebody arbitrarily deemed like the better way to do it. That's absolute bullshit Mm -hmm. and it's usually the types of brains and bodies and characteristics it's like we were saying before people attack your divinity and so the things about you that are the strongest are usually the things that people attack neurodivergent thinkers have like super powered brains like you could process so much information it's unbelievable so of course you know fucking dumb dumb ass asperger was like threatened by that brain so i was like mm-hmm. i'm gonna figure out how to get everybody else to be also threatened by that brain and tell them they're mm-hmm. stupid because they can't get to a place on time who cares mm-hmm. <laughs> like, i just uh-huh. did three weeks worth of work in 35 minutes but i don't know where keys are like go fuck yourself right? you know <laughs> like oh you're skinny congratulations i actually like have a, like beautiful curves in a body you know it's just, like it's so mm-hmm. arbitrary it's so ridiculous yeah just and it's way of control and yes Mm -hmm. it's made up these airplane seats do not need to be this small i am a i'm as small as a human adult person can get and i am uncomfortable in those seats Mm -hmm. that is a power move it is bullshit it's absolute bullshit and you are totally right it is your body it is your mind it is to be celebrated it is to be accepted 
we all need to make room for everyone else's bodies and minds period fucking end of story yep done done so if you don't so. agree good luck i don't know why you are committed <laughs> to living in a world that's dying which is all i can think now when i yes. hear about people who don't agree with that then you are committed to a dying world yep that is out it is on its way out good luck you are going to the grave with that shit i'm sorry to say yep we don't live that way anymore for much nope. longer ha 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 spoiler alert things are to be celebrated very very soon and i will see you all at the wild rumpus and <laughs> me and don B- bambino B- tie bye bye tino gino tino tie tie are gonna be there with bells on yep and we just released all the birds none of them are going to <laughs> psych we didn't kill any no the birds were stabbed everyone's got glowing boxes that nobody can conceive of because it's so beautiful your mind and soul cannot conceive of but they don't need to oh man we love you all they so much really truly do we'll see you very very soon and we'll see you next time we will see you the next time <laughs> goodbye 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 <laughs>